Well, good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of the day it is that you are watching or listening to this teaching. Uh, today we're going to come to part two of a teaching that I started on Romans chapter 12 and chapter 13. Really just going to finish up chapter 12 in this part of the teaching today. Um, but if you have somehow come upon this video now and you have not seen part one, uh, I really suggest, I really exhort you to take the time to go back and to find part one and to listen to it prior to listening to part two here. But with that said, we're going to go ahead now and jump back on into Romans chapter 12. And I'm going to pick it up in verse 3. In part 1, I really only discussed verses uh, 1 and 2 of Romans, anyway, of Romans chapter 12, I should say. But I mentioned in part 1 of this teaching that the Apostle Paul is under the inspiration of the Spirit of God as he writes and uh, he says here in verse 3, so Romans chapter 12, verse 3, hopefully you have a Bible or your phone app or some type of app where you can follow along with us today, but Romans chapter 12 and verse 3. For I say, through the grace of God given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. Now, I did cover this chapter in a fairly recent teaching, I don't know, maybe a couple months ago or so, and I talked uh, about this a little bit more at length, but it's interesting to note that even amongst believers in Jesus, we do have different levels of faith, different measures of faith that are specifically given to us by God to accomplish certain tasks, certain things within His kingdom. Now, I'm not talking about salvation faith. I'm not talking about the faith that it takes to give your life to Jesus Christ and to come to Him and to believe on Him, okay? But faith that allows you, again, like I said, to do certain works that God specifically ordains for you to walk in. He has something for each one of us. Not better works than the other in the body of Christ, just different works. Okay? So, for example, I teach the Bible, and I don't consider myself to be a very good Bible teacher at all. I don't think too highly of myself in regards to what I do. In my personal estimation, there are those in the body of Christ that are far better at teaching the Bible than, than I am. But nevertheless, I do what I do through the measure of faith that the Lord has given me to do so. Right? And I do not care to compare myself or to measure myself against another Bible teacher, right? I trust in and I rest confidently in the calling of God that He has placed upon my life to be a pastor and 
a Bible teacher. Now, you may have someone come along in, in your life and tell you that you shouldn't be doing what you're doing, you shouldn't, you're not called to be doing what you're doing, but you shouldn't care about that. You should care about the, what God has given you to do in the measure of faith that He has given you to do it. Because I've had, I had someone come along in my life at one time and specifically tell me that I'm not called to do what I'm doing right now, to be doing what I've been doing for many years now since I've been in Christ, and that is teaching others and being a pastor. Someone actually came along in my life to tell me that I wasn't called to do that, right? But, you see, here's what you have to keep in mind, what we all have to keep in mind. We are servants of God. We are servants of the Lord in the kingdom of God. We're not to bow down to what other men or other women tell us to do or not to do. In the end, we're going to be accountable for what the Lord, the talent, that gift, that ability that the Lord has given us to do, whether it's in a small measure or whether it's in a great measure, Right? We're going to be accountable for that, to what, as to what we did to that. Okay, So, um, I am simply to do what the Lord leads me to do. You are simply to do what the Lord leads you to do. Okay, so And I want to exhort you in that today. If you have been born again of the Spirit, um, I hope that you've come to this same conclusion in your life where you're pressing on by faith. You're walking by faith, right? And you're allowing God to use you as He wills in this life for you as a born-again follower of Jesus Christ, right? You will find yourself very discontent if you have not determined to submit to the will of the Lord for your life as it pertains to how He wants to use you in this life, okay? And the world is full of non-born-again people that are under the sway of the God of this age, the devil, right? And they are discontent today, and they are confused as to why they were created and what His will is for them. Many people... You know, I remember in 2019, it, 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 the number was about 20 people that I knew in an indirect way that committed suicide. When I say indirect, I knew somebody that knew them or knew somebody that knew somebody that knew them. But I heard of 20 different people that committed suicide just in 2019 alone. And again, you hear people say this, and I'm, I'm really hopeful that if, that if you've come upon this video and you've not come to faith in Jesus Christ, that you will know His love for you. And if you have been a person that has professed faith in Jesus, then there's an opportunity for you, even through what we talk about today, to grow and to, to not be conformed to this world and to let this world affect you in such a way that it depresses you and causes anxiety and causes despair in your life. You see, because again, there is something that God has for you. He's given you a measure of faith and something for you to do in this world, okay? But the Apostle Paul here is addressing uh, the body of Christ, believers. He's teaching them that they do have a purpose in Jesus Christ and in His body, the, the church, okay? And he says in verse 4, 
For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function, so we being many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. You see, unfortunately, something exists in Christianity today that we can say, well, it's sad that it exists, okay? And that is, is that Christians who all profess to believe in Jesus separate themselves into many different segments and many different religion and religious affiliations and such. Um, this is not the will of the Lord, though, as described for us His body in the world. Okay, and, and I'll, I'll expound on that here just a little bit more. But the good news is that the Lord knows those that are His. That's the good news. And He doesn't look at people in regards to their religion, but rather in regards to their relationship with Him. He looks at our hearts, praise be to God. And He knows those that are truly his, right? He is the good shepherd and the born again of the spirit followers of Christ are his sheep. Those that have been born of his spirit. These are the children of God, right? He knows his sheep and his sheep know him and his sheep know his voice. So even though Christians separate the body of Christ, the true believers may be scattered. They're scattered throughout the world. Right, as a matter of fact, right? But the Lord knows the ones that are truly His and which ones are not. The day will come when He will separate the sheep from the goats, okay? And that's, that's just the biblical way of expressing who belongs to the Lord and who does not belong to the Lord. Romans 8.14 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God... These are the sons of God, as I just quoted a minute ago, right? But as verse 5 says here, the body is made up of individual members. Something very important to keep in mind, something that we have to understand. Your church affiliation, the religion you were born into, whatever it may be, the place your parents took you to church, the place they had you christened or baptized, whatever it may be, as a baby, that has nothing to do with the body of Christ and being in Christ. Because it is those, like I just read from Romans 8, 14, that are led by the Spirit of God. And Jesus said, you must be born again of the Spirit. Okay, So you're not saved through your religious affiliation. Your church is not the one and the only true church either. That would be a cult-like mentality that says that, okay? Because again, the body of Christ, the church, is a worldwide, I don't even wanna use the word organization, but I'm not coming up with a different one right now, but the body of Christ is spread out throughout the world and the Lord knows those that are His, right? So in verse six, it continues on, having then gifts differing, so we're individuals in the body of Christ. Then we have gifts that differ according to the grace that is given to us. Let us use them. That's what I was exhorting you to do at the beginning of this teaching. Exhort, I'm exhorting you to use them, right? If prophecy, he says, let us prophesy in proportion 
of our faith. Or ministry, let us use it in our ministry. He who teaches in teaching. Again, all of this is in proportion of your faith. Do what God gives you to do and the ability that He gives you, use it, right? He who exhorts in exhortation. That's another thing I love to do is exhort people to read your Bible, to live for God, to give your life wholly to Him, completely to Him, right? Um, he who gives with liberality. If you have a giving heart and you want to give, then do it liberally. Do it. Do it freely. Don't hold back. Give. Give, okay? That's what God leads you to do. He who leads with diligence. He who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Okay, so if God gives you any of these gifts, and you know, Paul here is not giving the complete list of all that the Holy Spirit can do within a person. Okay, if, if that were the case, there'd be a Bible this thick that just talked about that, I believe. Okay, so just some exhortation here though that the Lord gives through His Word on using the gifts that He gives to those that have been born of the Spirit. But now we're going to come into some verses that should really hit home in our hearts as it relates to our present day circumstances. Okay? And verse 9 says, Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil, cling to what is good. Man, we could meditate on that verse there all day long as it pertains to us. Are we doing this? Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Okay? And I want to make sure that you do take the time to think deeply upon this verse here. Right? Um, like I said, we could probably spend days just thinking about this verse. and Spend all day at least. Right? But we know what hypocrisy is. Right? Some of you that hate what I'm teaching, you know, may already be screaming at me and calling me a hypocrite or whatever, right? See, some people just hate the Word of God and they love their religion so much that they're, they're going to fight, you know, and, and, and scratch out your eyes if, if you think any differently than them. There are religions in the world today that will kill you for not being of their religion. They think you're worthy of death because you're not of their religion, right? But the, the Bible teaches us here to abhor, or that is to strongly dislike what is evil. That's how the born-again Christian should be living anyway. And then to cling on to what is good, to hold tightly on to what is good. So we know that the world is, is full of evil. We know that speaking of Satan, 2 Corinthians 4.4 4 says that the God of this age has blinded uh, the minds, right, of those who do not believe lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is the image of God should shine on them. And that's what God wants for you, okay? He wants the glory of Christ. He wants the light of Christ to shine on you. 
so that you can be a child of God through faith in Jesus Christ. And if there's hindrances to that, it's Satan. It's the God of this age who's blinding the minds, the eyes of people, right? So that they don't see the spiritual eyes, the minds, right? Where they, where they don't see the truth and they refuse to believe the truth. Now, full disclaimer, I was once there. I was once one of those people that didn't believe, didn't care to believe, wanted nothing to do with it. But then I came to faith in Jesus Christ. But people that have not come to Christ are perpetuating all kinds of evil in this world. And yes, there are people that profess to be Christians in their religion. Their religion makes them call themselves Christians. And they're doing evil in the world as well. Okay? And over the centuries, there have been um, all kinds of that going on in the world, right? But you cannot condemn the name of Christ. You can condemn the Christians, the so-called Christians that do that kind of stuff, that kill in the name of their religion and such. You can condemn them, and I'd be right there with you, but you cannot condemn the name of Jesus Christ and who Jesus Christ is, right? Just because people use His name, you can't condemn Him. And what I'm talking to you about is not religion. It's not, it's not hey, come to this church. It's none of that. It's come to Jesus. Not to religion, not to an affiliation. Come to Jesus and Jesus Christ alone, okay? The name of Christ is the name above all names, the Bible says. It's the name at which on the day you die, you will bow your knee to Jesus whether you believe on Him now or not. You will bow your knee to Him, right? And that's what the inspired Word of God teaches us. The Scriptures, that's what the Scriptures say, right? Many people use the name of Jesus as a curse word. They're fine with using the name of Jesus like that way, in that way, right? But that is no reason for you not to come to Him as Savior, is it, right? Jesus never taught killing. He never taught stealing. He never taught destroying things, right? Other people's property or anything like that. Jesus never taught that. But, but you know, isn't that what happens every day in the world? And it's Satan that's behind that. It's written in the Gospel of John chapter 10 and verse 10 that it is the thief. Jesus speaking says, speaking of Satan, the devil, he says it's the thief that, that, that comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. That's what Jesus wants for you. Again, don't judge Jesus by those that profess to be Christians. Judge Jesus by what the Word of God says of Him. Pick up the Bible for yourself and read it. Right? But So the thief comes to kill, or to steal and to kill and to destroy. So again, who is that thief? Satan. And he's the same one that is blinding the minds of people today so that they do not come 
to that glorious knowledge, the light of Jesus Christ, right? Satan is the one behind all kinds of evil, all kinds of killing, all kinds of destruction that we even see going on in our society today, all kinds of lawlessness, which we'll talk more about lawlessness later, right? Satan is behind all of that. And you, if you are a Christian, you need to, you need to realize that, okay? And we're, we're gonna, I'm going to jump into that a little bit more later, right? We know today, though, of that there are the, the tragic depths of human beings, right? Created in the image of God, right? Who maybe somebody killed, and not maybe, but people kill in their actions. And, and who's behind that? Who's behind killing? Jesus said, Satan is. Okay? And then people get angry about killing, and they go out and they riot, and they steal, looting, right? And they destroy. Who's behind that? Satan. He kills, steals, destroys. He's behind the looting. He's behind the rioting. He, he's behind, behind the stealing, the thieves. Okay? So, if someone comes to Christ, they're born again of the Spirit. It's evident because they don't do those kind of things. And they're walking in righteousness. And that's what God wants us to do. And they will do what is right, the person that is born again of the Spirit. You see, righteousness is of the heart. The Holy Spirit teaches us righteousness. Right? That is, the Holy Spirit um, is, a, you know, is a person that, you, that works within us to teach, that teaches us to walk in righteousness and holiness and to do what is right. So just because someone wears a uniform on the outside of their body and, and maybe they're trained and they're certified or whatever it may be to wear that uniform, uniform that has no effect on their heart. Right? We, have, we have to keep that in mind. Okay, we got to keep in mind that God is looking upon and working on the hearts. Okay, and our our actions are revealed by our hearts. So just like the people that go out and kill and steal and destroy, their actions are revealed by their heart. Okay, they are not justified in their evil actions. No more than a person that puts on a badge and a, a uniform is justified if they do something evil or they do something wrong. Okay? But what we have to realize is we've got to get back to the heart of the matter. And, that, and the fact that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, right, but against spiritual forces of wickedness. And we've got to be people of prayer. People of the Bible, people who stand upon the Word of God and live what it says. That's speaking to you, Mr. or Miss Christian. And to you, the one who came upon this video and is not a Christian at all, not a born-again, Bible-believing Christian. That applies to you as well, right? You see, there's an old adage, right, that says two wrongs don't make a right. 
and we'll talk about that from a scriptural standpoint here in just a bit as well. But as we go on into verse uh, 10 here, we see that a person born of the Spirit of God is to be kindly affectionate. Okay? So here's how we know the person is born of the Spirit of God. I'm not talking about the person that just says, I'm a Christian, I go to church, I'm of this church, I'm of this pastor, I'm of this religion. No, a, a born-again person is kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. That's what the Scripture exhorts the born-again person to do. In honor, giving preference to one another, considering others better than yourself, right? So, so this would be what we talked about earlier with the clinging to what is good. You're clinging to what is good. Not killing people, not stealing, not destroying. Okay, But of course, we're talking about people that are born of the Spirit of God. And that's the game changer right there. That's the big difference. If you are truly led by the Spirit of God, you won't do those kinds of things. And you will be kindly affectionate toward one another, giving honor and preference to others, right? So, but you know what? Even people that don't have the Spirit of God, as the Bible teaches, the, the, the born again, those that have been born again of the Spirit, uh, those that come to faith in Jesus Christ, People still have a conscience. People can still do what's right and still do what's good. Why? Even though they haven't been born again of the Spirit, but they're still created in the image of God. Okay? So, in everyday life, I may go out and meet people in my life that are living in a way that is not in accordance with the Word of God. Do I treat them poorly? Do I harm them? No, that's not love. God, God commended His love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Christ doesn't do that. Jesus loves people. He, he's long-suffering. That's why He's not returning yet. He's waiting for you to get saved. Okay? And again, so people have this conscience, though, that you know, is innately in them as a result of having been created, like I said, in the image of God. So there are indeed many people not born again as the Scripture teaches that know right from wrong, but they choose to do what's right. There's many people like that. Right? Now, this doesn't grant them access to heaven, though, when they die. Not according to the Bible, it doesn't. But it does make them good citizens of the world. And do you know that all people in the world are all descended from one blood? Have you ever thought about that? Do you really ever take the time to think about that? Or do you just look upon the outward appearance? And call people black or white or Hispanic or whatever. Is that what you're looking at? Is that what your eyes see? That's not what the eyes of the Lord see. He sees the heart. And those that are born again of the Spirit of the Lord, we should be looking at the heart of people as well. But even from the physical standpoint, we're all descended from one blood, right? Now, unless you're an unbeliever or an 
evolutionists, you know that God created one man in the beginning and then one woman from that man, from the rib of that man, from the bone of that man. But there's only one blood created by God and we've all descended from that one blood. Right? The color of our skin is different. Hair is different. Our shapes are different. Our fingerprints are different. But we're, we are all created in the image of God from one blood. Okay? And an important passage of Scripture I encourage you to go and to meditate on in the New Testament is found in the book of Acts. Down, um, and I'm drawing a blank on the Scripture here. Or, or the... Uh, Chapter, I believe it's chapter 17, verse 26, somewhere around there. But look at that. Just look up one blood and it'll take you to that, right? But uh, actually, you know what? I'm going to read it to you here. I, I didn't put the um, chapter reference on my notes here. I apologize. But uh, verse 26, it says, And he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth, and has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings. What chapter is that? 17. Okay. Sorry about that. Let me read it again. Acts 17, 26. And He, speaking of God, has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on the face of the earth and has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings so that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might grope for him and find him see that's why God has you here on the earth me here on the earth that we would seek him and find him though he is not far from every one of us for in him we live and move and have our being the scripture says see God is everything he is our creator you walk through life, like I said earlier, discontent, confused if your life is not submitted and committed to God and you're not seeking Him and you're not born of His Spirit and walking in the fruit of His Spirit. Right? So, but when we hate, we're hating our own family, our own bloodline. We're, we're hating God's creation. We're hating other people created in the image of God because of the color of their skin or their religious affiliation or whatever. We shouldn't hate people. But as Christians, let me say this, as true born-again Christians who, have the, who should have the Word of God hidden in our hearts, right? We have the Word of God that we've been born again by. We need to take that to the world. That Word of God to the world so that others may be born again of the Spirit. We don't hate those that have not received Christ. We love those who have not received Christ. And we reach out to them in love. Now unfortunately, today, Satan, the father of lies, the one who kills, steals, and destroys, he's trying to impose upon everybody that we should be accepting of what the Bible says we should not be accepting of. So I don't condone that. The Bible doesn't condone that. Better yet, better said, the Bible doesn't condone that. Okay, we don't accept 
sin. We shouldn't accept sin in our own lives. And I shouldn't be forced to accept someone else's sinful ways upon me. But I also shouldn't hate that person. I should love that person with the love of Christ. Realizing that they are created in the image of God. But the problem is, is they're still in their sin. They've not been washed in the blood of Christ because they've not come to Christ to be born again of the Spirit. Okay, So when we kill, when we destroy, when we hate, we're just giving in to Satan, the God of this age, the father of lies. And he's the one. He's the one that separates people based on race, based on religion and other things. He's the perpetrator of racial issues. He's the perpetrator of all hate, all discontent, all confusion. Because if you're not in Christ, you don't have peace and love and joy that the Holy Spirit gives to us, right? And Jesus has come to make us one in Him. Read His prayer in John chapter 17. He desires that we all be one in Him. But again, everyone has a conscience and most people, unless they're you know, mentally incapacitated in one way, shape, or form, they know right from wrong. Many people, though, just choose the wrong. They just choose the wrong because their hearts are careless and they're bent for evil. And they haven't been trained up in the ways of the Word of God. They don't know the Lord. And the truth of the matter is, is there will be evil in this world until the end. Until Jesus comes again, there will be evil in this world. Jesus said in this world we will have tribulation, but we can be of good cheer. Why? Because He has overcome the world. And if you don't want to come to faith in Jesus, you still have to choose a side. You still have to choose right or wrong. Right? You, you, you're either going to abhor evil and cling to what is good like we read earlier, or you're going to go on the side of evil and walk in the ways of hate. Call other people full of hate because you're looking at things the wrong way. Okay, And again, if you want to bail out on this teaching, I understand because... Um, you know, maybe it's just something you don't want to hear. But here's what I firmly believe too, and that I do by faith. And that is, is that if you've listened to me this far, and if the Word of God and what I'm pointing you to is making sense to you, then it is the Spirit of the Lord that is working within you. Okay? So if you're watching this, I only say this because I've gotten some comments before of people that, you know, get full of hate you know, and, and they want to stand upon their religion. But think about what the Lord is trying to do within your heart by His Spirit today as we're going through the Word of God. I'm talking to the born-again Christian and to the non-born-again Christian, right? The person, though, that is the true follower of Jesus is a person that, as Romans 12:11 here says, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, 
patient in tribulation, tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer. So the born again person is very patient when troubling times come. And that's why we need to be yielding to the Spirit in this day and age. Okay, because it's very easy to jump to conclusions. It's very easy to get frustrated, right? It's very easy to want to take the law into your own hands, right? Um, and we will talk about the government and such when we get into chapter 13. But we need to be running swiftly to prayer, knowing that as Ephesians 6, 12 says, we, like I mentioned this earlier too, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of the age. Now listen to this, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. The problems in this world are first and foremost a spiritual problem. If you would come to Christ, if your neighbor would come to Christ, if your brother, your sister, your mother, your father, your cousins, if everyone would come to Christ and have the Spirit of the Lord within them, then love would rule and reign. Peace, joy, patience. All the fruit of the Holy Spirit would rule and reign in our hearts, right? That's why the gospel message, the message of come to Jesus, repent of your sin, be filled with the Spirit, be baptized, come to Jesus Christ, that message is the primary message that needs to go forth into all the world. All the other sit-down talks, all the other discussions, all of that other stuff, it can have some good effects, we can work things out, but what's inside the hearts of people is going to come back out again someday. Okay? But when the heart is changed and the person is born again, the person is made new, then it's all good in Jesus. Okay? You may not understand that if you're not born of the Spirit. That might not make any sense to you, but if you are born of the Spirit, um, you, you don't need to be going around giving your opinions. You need to be in prayer, and you need to be loving people. Right? You need to make sure that you're patient, okay? and that you're not lagging in diligence. That's what I need to be doing on a daily basis every day I get up. Right? We need to be salt and light in the world. Loving, not condemning, doing what Jesus came to do, and that is to seek and to save the lost. Again, that's the problem. People are lost. They don't know the Lord. That was my problem before knowing the Lord. I was lost. Being gentle and kind. Verse 13 says, distributing to the needs of the saints, giving, giving to hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. You know, so far, this year has been tough, 2020, for many people. Okay? Many are weeping. People are losing their jobs, losing their businesses because of shutdowns and because of looters even, people are losing what they have. They're losing loved ones. And we should be weeping with these people, not taking political stances, weeping with these people. 
Can you imagine going to a funeral and telling all the faults of the one who died to their mourning family members? You wouldn't do that, right? Nor should we point out the sins of someone after they've been killed. We need to be weep with the, weeping with those that have lost and, and showing them the love of Jesus. Look, again, I, I don't expect anyone not born again of the Spirit to understand blessing those that persecute you. See, people in the world, people not born of the Spirit, do not want to hear anything about that, blessing those who persecute them. They want to rise up. They want to kill and they want to steal and they want to destroy. right? But again, I don't expect you to understand that if you've not been born of the Spirit. Okay? And maybe this is just a good reminder for us all. Verse 16, though, goes on to say, Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinions. Wow. How many opinions are flying around these days? How many people are not being humble these days, but rather are being arrogant, proud, boastful, loud, letting their voice be heard in the streets? Opinions are coming out of the woodwork, right? The Lord does not call, does not call His followers to be opinionated. He calls us to love, to serve others as He did when He walked on this earth. Right? We need to drop our high and mighty opinions and we need to be obedient to what the, the Word of God calls us to be and that is humble. People kill, steal, and destroy because of their own opinions and what they think is right. But again, who's behind all that? Satan. Who's behind every form of love and peace and joy? and righteousness, and holiness. Who's behind that? God the Father. Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. That's why He came. Here's a powerful truth for us to take heed to. Verse 17, Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. Remember, this is the Word of God, right? Teaching us, reproving us. Maybe it's rebuking you right now, but it's instructing us. We don't pay back evil for evil. Right? If you do that, you become just as evil as the original evildoer. If you go out and you kill, or you steal, or you destroy, because of what someone else did, you're repaying evil for evil. That's what, that, that's what you're doing. We can't be doing that. Verse 18, If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Right? So, evil exists all around us in the world, but we should not be fellowshipping with darkness. Light has no fellowship with darkness, and we are to be children of the light. Peacemakers, not wave makers. Jesus said at the Sermon on the Mount, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they, the peacemakers, they shall be called 
the sons of God. We're living in a day and age right now where evil is running rampant and it's being called good. And those that are to do what's good and enforce what is good are being called evil. All lumped together, evil. Okay? That's a sad thing. We can't be doing that. I know some of you that might come upon this video could care less about what Jesus said, but if you call yourself a child of God, you should. All right, blessed are the peacemakers. That's what he said. For they will be called the sons of God. He said, you are the light of the world. He said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Are the things you're doing glorifying God or seeking to be high and mighty and liked and well-known by your friends or your peers or your social media outlets? You know, are you putting yourself out there so that you might be um, you know, seen and heard so you, you're standing for your opinion? That's not, that's not a child of God. It's not a child of God. That's the direct opposite of it. That's a child of the devil. Okay, A child of God is to be humble. Reading on, verse 19 says, Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Do you think that God's not big enough to deal with the problems in the world today? His actions may not come at the time we want them to, but the day is coming when all evil will be judged. All evil will be judged. Don't make the mistake now of reacting to all that's going on in this world by reacting in an evil manner. By letting yourself become full of hate and anger and such, right? We need to take the high road, the road of faith in God. We need to trust in Him. We need to seek Him in prayer. Pray for our nation. Pray for our community. Pray for our leaders. See, it's God that puts the leaders where they are. He put them in the position that they're in. And we need to remember that. Because we are, we are of the kingdom of God. If you're a born-again Christian, you're of the kingdom of God. You're not of this world. And we need to trust that God has put in leadership who he's put in leadership and we need to pray for them as he instructs us to verse 20 therefore if your enemy is hungry feed him if he is thirsty give him a drink for in so doing you will heap coals of fire on his head do not be overcome by evil but overcome evil with good i keep repeating this but if you're not filled with the spirit of god this is not going to make any sense to you to overcome evil with good, to be humble, to be meek, to be a peacemaker. It might not make sense, but come to faith in Jesus today if you, if you have not already, and it will make sense. He is faithful and just. He is merciful and loving and kind. He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power of His that works within us. But you cannot know this power if you, if you do not surrender your life to Him today. If you do not make this the day of salvation. Now, we'll stop here for today. And we'll come back with part three in the future sometime in another video.
But God bless. Thanks again for watching or listening, whichever may be the case. We put these out on SoundCloud and iTunes in audio format. Of course, we're on YouTube in video format. You can find our website, www.aloveoutreach.com. And uh, you can watch or listen to other teachings there. Now, when so let's go ahead and close in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you again for this time in your word, Lord. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for your love and your grace and your mercy in our lives. You're long-suffering, Lord. You are kind, Lord. And the world needs you, Lord. I need you. We need you, Lord. We need you, Lord. Let your spirit rule and reign. Lord, I pray that the gospel would go forth, that you would empower people to take the gospel to this lost and dying world where people are confused, people are depressed, people are taking their own lives and such, Lord, all because they don't know you. They don't know your peace, your love, and your joy. I pray that your word would go forth into all the world. We thank you for this time here together. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless.